fear of other people's judgment. If you are alive and breathing, you have experienced this. And in the workplace, this can be out of control. So in today's episode, I am going to tell you why your fear of judgment is so heightened, what you should not be doing to try to fix it, and what you should be doing instead. This is a juicy episode, friends, so tune in. Hi, friends. Welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning in. I want to thank all of you who have reached out and given me such great feedback on the podcast. I'm having so much fun creating this podcast. If you are liking it, if you're finding the content useful, I would love for you to rate it and review it. Okay, let's dive in to today's episode, which is on the fear of judgment. Some people call it other people's opinions, which I know is a very, very, very hot topic. So today in the podcast, what I'm going to talk about is why the fear of judgment is so strong for you, what doesn't work in dialing down the fear of judgment that you may be trying to do in an attempt to solve for this, and what does work in dialing it down. So let's start with really understanding why is this such a common block? Why are you possibly feeling so much fear of judgment that you might feel paralyzed right now? And there's two things I want to say about this. One is that the fear of judgment is very, very human, that in all aspects of life, this fear of what other people are thinking of us, how are they sizing us up, it's really just how your brain is built. And if your brain is functioning and your brain's trying to keep you alive, it's going to be doing comparison, assessment, wondering if you're going to be rejected, all of that. It's like we are built to live in communities. We're built to be around other people. We're built to need other people. So it makes sense that if you walk into a space and your brain starts to assess all of these people are going to reject me, it's literally associating that with food, water, shelter, and survival. So it's really common for fear of judgment to be big. Obviously, we don't want the fear of judgment to be so big that it's running your life, that it's influencing all of your decisions, that it's making you feel paralyzed. But I want to start with that because I think it's really important for you to not feel bad about feeling bad, which I would say is like one of my biggest comments, one of the things that I would say is most part of what I teach, which is really helping you normalize all the negative feelings that you're having and not having you use them against yourself. The second reason why the fear of judgment may be so heightened for you, particularly right now, if you're in something new, maybe you're even a year or two in, but you're in the workplace and you're noticing that you're constantly thinking about what your colleagues think, what your supervisor thinks, and it's you know in your brain all the time during work after work. Part of that is also because if you take this idea that our brain is built to keep us safe and it's attempting to size up if we're going to be like accepted by the community or kicked out. And then you put us into an environment where you're literally judged on your performance. The fear of judgment is going to be heightened. You are in a space where judgment is absolutely part of the package. And so you're not only worrying if people like you, but you know that you're actually being evaluated based on your skills, the value that you offer, the feedback that you give, et cetera. So this is why I teach so much resilience, because 
the answer to many of these issues is really building your own workplace resilience because you have to be able to navigate that the truth of this environment is you have to be able to get comfortable being evaluated, getting feedback, all of that. So if you're feeling like your fear of judgment is dialed way up, let's just start by saying nothing terrible has gone wrong. Your brain is functioning. Certainly, we don't want it to be spinning in this so much that it's getting in your way. It's like affecting your performance. It's affecting your level of stress or satisfaction in the job. But you are not broken because you have this fear of judgment. So with that said, let's talk about what doesn't work in terms of trying to deal with the fear of judgment that you may be carrying with you right now, day in and day out at work. The first thing I see that is perhaps the most pervasive piece of advice that people give when it comes to the fear of judgment that I am going to tell you I do not think is an effective way to solve for this. And some of you already know what I'm going to say, and that is many, many, many well-intentioned people are going to tell you stop caring about what people think, right? This is like the bumper sticker, the affirmation, the slogan that's everywhere, and people are constantly saying it, and you may be saying it to yourself. So part of how you might be using the fear of judgment against yourself is you may be thinking, why am I caring what people think about me? Like, I should know better than this. I should be past this by now. I know it doesn't matter what other people think. And the reason this isn't effective is because for most of you, it's not possible to stop caring about what people think. It's not only not possible, but it is not a useful approach in the workplace, right? Like if I helped my clients come to a place where they didn't care about what anyone in the workplace thought of them, their performance, their behavior, their the value that they were offering, they may lose their job. <laughs> so this would cut you off from connecting with people. It would cut you off from help, helpful feedback. And it's constantly going to make you feel bad because you're going to Tell yourself you shouldn't care about what people think, but you're going to care about what people think because if you're not sociopathic, then you want to be in a space where you have community with other humans. So it's not effective. It's not possible. And it is certainly not effective in a workplace because in a workplace, you have to care about what some of the people think in order to perform well, in order to maintain the expectations, and in order to succeed in your job. So the first thing I want you to strike from the record right now is to stop that you should stop caring about what people think. That is not the solution, and it is not going to be helpful for you in this context. The second thing that I see people often do to try to solve for this, right? They're worried about the fear of judgment. They're worried what everybody's thinking. And so they will overly prioritize what everyone thinks, which tends to look like people-pleasing. So they're moving through the workplace and trying to control for judgment everywhere, which means that you're constantly in a space where you're thinking about what's going to make the colleague happy, what's going to make this team happy, what's going to make your supervisor happy. So you're you're swinging the pendulum totally in the opposite direction. So rather than just stop caring about what everybody thinks, you're ca- you're caring about every single person's opinion of you and you're trying to solve for that in all of your interactions. In the workplace, if you're doing this, you lose your sense of expertise, authority, and input based on the role you've been hired to do. So in your job, you are there in a particular role to be an expert, 
to contribute to the value of the organization. And this requires that you offer your input based on your knowledge, your ideas, and your opinions. So what happens if you're moving through your day trying to overly prioritize what everybody thinks is that your opinion, your expertise, your feedback, it gets watered down so that in a way that is attempting to make everyone happy or it gets shut down completely, meaning you don't offer your ideas, your feedback, and your opinions because you're constantly thinking about the effect it might have on this person, this person, this person, or this person. So you either are watering it down or you are not offering it all at all. So you're dealing with, in a workplace, competing agendas all the time based on different teams have different needs. They're trying to protect a certain agenda. Someone else is trying to protect a certain agenda. And I think what's really important to remember is that your role has a specific contribution that it's supposed to be making, and you're supposed to be offering your expertise and your opinion based on that. So it's not effective. It literally dials down your ability to do your job well when you're overly prioritizing what everyone thinks. And certainly, it's exhausting for you. You start to lose a sense of yourself. You're constantly trying to think about what other people think. So it's not a fulfilling way to move through your workday, but it's also not an effective way to be really successful in your job. So you don't, you're, you're always having to try to balance contradictory opinions. And sometimes there is no way to please both. So you'll end up getting stuck in a trap where you're like, whose opinion should I prioritize? I just worked with a client through something similar to this where um, she was in a position that deals with risk management. Employees want sort of a looser policy around risk management. Her supervisor wants a tighter policy around risk management, wants her to be more conservative to ensure that she is protecting the company and the people. And her brain was getting confused with trying to prioritize both people's needs and please both people and not wanting judgment from either side. But her position required that she focus on the risk management. And that means inherently, some people will not like the policy she's creating. And her job is not to cater to those people. If she does that, she's no longer effectively doing her job. Her job is to offer her best expertise, opinion, value, and policy based on her role and what she believes is most effective. And in order for her to do that, she cannot be prioritizing everyone else's judgment of her decision and of her. Okay, so with that said, here's the first takeaway I want you to really like tattoo on yourself. (laughs) Your job is not to please all of the people. Your job is to please some of the people. So this really brings me to my first strategy for dialing down the fear of judgment, specifically in the workplace, that you have to accept that the judgment of other people is part of the agreement you sign up for when you take a job, both formally and informally, okay? And I think the acceptance piece is really important for your brain because we don't like feeling trapped. We don't like feeling like we're at the mercy of a situation. Anytime we feel like we've been sort of pushed into a corner, the brain starts to like kick and scream. So you want your brain to really feel like you know what you signed up for and you've made a decision And you are empowered in that decision. So you accept that judgment, input, evaluation. It's part of the agreement when you take a job. It's literally part of the agreement of 
moving out of your house and into the world because you cannot control for other people's judgments of you in any context, literally in any context. When you walked through the grocery store today, three people may have had thoughts about you and you can't control for it. Whether you feel like you dressed up and looked super professional and someone thought you looked stuck up or you're in your sweatpants and someone thought, oh, that person you know, looks like they just rolled out of bed. Like It just doesn't matter because people's judgments of you are often based on their own insecurities, their own projections, their own comparisons based on what they fear is not measuring up in themselves. And so their brain is trying to protect them by assessing the people around them. So it's happening all the time. You've already survived it. You've already moved through the world with it, okay? But in a job space, it's just being done in a formal manner. So you are signing up for that. There's no way to avoid it. Supervisors are formally judging you and providing feedback, and your colleagues are informally judging you. And specifically, they're paying more attention to judging you based on your work patterns, your contributions, whatever is affecting them, right? So they're looking at you in terms of how what you do affects them, et cetera, just the same way that you are. But I want you to like, before your brain starts to panic, <laughs> that it's not dangerous that this is happening, okay? This is just, it's always happening and it's just happening more formally in the workplace. So the way that I want you to start thinking about how to manage that in a way that feels more doable to the brain and that helps your brain not spin so much is the second strategy. So after you accept, it's fine. Judgment's a part of what I'm signing up for. I cannot avoid it. So you cannot show up perfectly in a way that will avoid any judgment. It is not possible, okay? People will still judge you for being too polished, too in control, too successful. It just, it does not matter. They're still going to have the same types of judgments based on their own fears and insecurities. With that said, second strategy, I want you to get clear on whose judgments you should care about. And here's specifically how I want you to break that down. Because you really need to get into specifics to help the brain feel better. Who's evaluating me? And I want you to write down literally who's evaluating you, not your perception of all the people that are evaluating you, but who's going to make the decision on your performance, on your promotion, on you know whether or not you get let go or you stay in the job. Write that down. And then I want you to write down what specifically are they evaluating me on? What are the specific outcomes that they're evaluating me on? What am I supposed to produce uh, how are they going to be able to evaluate if I've contributed and brought the value that I was hired to bring? And the more specific you can be, the easier it is for the brain because the brain loves to spin in all the other things that it thinks you're being evaluated on. And some of those things will be very inconsistent with the reality of what you're actually being evaluated on. So it can be really helpful to look at it and look at the details of specifically what they're going to be paying attention to, and what kind of outcome they want to see. Then I want you to answer the question, whose input, other than my supervisor, will be influencing my performance evaluation? Whose input will be influencing my performance evaluation? Is it the team that you're working with? Is it multiple teams? Is it some of your colleagues? And what input will matter? 
to that evaluation. So for example, let's say you oversee a team and part of the expectation is that you're going to be collaborative, that you're going to respond in a timely manner. So you know part of my evaluation will be getting input from that team and they're going to be assessing how collaborative I was and how timely I responded. What tends to happen with people is there are other parts of your job that you're required to do. Like, for example, let's say you're working with a team and your job is to really come down on them when the budget is out of control. And you start to fear the judgment of this. You're like, oh my gosh, I feel like I was too aggressive. They're mad at me. They don't like me because I told them they needed to cut their budget. And then you start saying things like, this is going to, they're going to like report this to my supervisor. And now people are going to think I'm doing a bad job. And what's so important about what am I being evaluated on and what input will matter and what input will not matter is that you can tease out these distinctions that often get messy in the brain when we're fearing judgment. So if I were to ask somebody in that specific situation, is your supervisor going to care if they get the feedback? She was kind of aggressive when she argued for why we need to cut our budget. Most of the time, the answer is no, they're not going to care, right? That's my role. They want me to be showing up that way. They're, they're going to be, they're going to pay attention if someone says they're not responding in a timely manner and they're going to take that into consideration, but they're not going to care if they get the feedback that I was pushing them to cut the budget or that um, I'm aggressive in my timelines or that I'm really pushing on them to provide better feedback, whatever it is. So you want to get clear about whose judgments and input is actually driving real consequences to your work security and your performance. Because when left unattended, the brain will run amok with the fear of judgment. And it will just start feeling paralyzed by every single thing you're doing as if it's like going to have some catastrophic impact on your performance and your work security. And when you can see really clearly, here's what I'm being evaluated on, here's what they're looking for, here's the input that's going to matter, it helps you feel so much more in control of what you're being evaluated on, it helps you see what you're trying to control for, it helps you see what to focus on. So you're not focusing on all the other fears that tend to run amok for people. The third strategy that I want to offer to you, the final one today is this. I want you to write out the judgments you're most afraid people will think about you in this new job, in your role, in the workplace. And I want you to look at those judgments and I want you to be brutally honest with yourself. Is this a judgment you have of yourself? So for example, let's say when you go to write out the judgments you're most afraid people will think, you wrote down, I'm not capable. I don't have enough expertise to be in this job. I don't come from the type of training that should be given this position. I want you to then ask yourself, do I have these judgments of myself? Do I worry these are true? And some of you are kind of fooling yourself, like some of you have been working so hard to not believe the the insecurity that your brain is constantly like, no, I am capable. And I do have the expertise and experience. Like it's trying to will you into thinking it. And so on the surface, 
sometimes when I ask this question with clients, they'll be like, no, I don't believe it. I know I'm capable. I know I'm capable because they've been like using this squeezing at it to try to feel capable. But when they really, really, really slow down and relax into themselves and ask themselves that question honestly, they're like, I am afraid of that. Okay. And it's really important that you be honest yourself, honest with yourself about the judgments you're most afraid of. Because if your answer is, yes, I fear these things are true about me, then I want you to shift your focus out of trying to solve for the other people that you think are thinking this way. So oftentimes it's a supervisor. Many people think, my supervisor thinks I'm not capable. My supervisor thinks that I'm not competent. My supervisor thinks I'm not experienced enough for this job. If that is an insecurity that you have, we want to solve for the insecurity internally based on your own feelings about your own capabilities versus solving for the fact that my boss maybe thinks this. There's two reasons for this. One is you can't trust your assessment that other people are thinking it because you've heard me talk about this already in previous episodes, but if you have that fear, you're going to think you see it everywhere and it's going to feel like it's just like dialed up everywhere you go. But you can't you can't trust your assessment of it because you've got those glasses on and you're looking for every single piece of evidence that could possibly indicate that someone doesn't think you're competent. So if you have this big fear that I'm not competent enough and then, you know, your boss walks by your desk and doesn't say hi to you that morning, your brain will be like, I knew it. Like they think I'm not competent and they're considering what they're how they're going to, you know, get me to a place of being able to perform this job adequately. When in reality, your boss perhaps just walked by your desk and didn't think about anything. So people will often try to solve for this by thinking about their boss, trying to control their behavior, trying to ask their boss how they're doing, trying to convince themselves that it doesn't matter what their boss thinks, trying to convince themselves they are capable and their boss can see that. None of those strategies work. Instead, what you need to do is you need to accept it as your own insecurity and you need to start solving for that insecurity. I don't believe I'm capable in this job. I am worried that I don't have the experience for this job. And so I need to challenge that internally with myself. And that's where the work that I've been laying out for you in these episodes and in episodes to come and in my one-on-one coaching, that's where that work comes into play and is really, really, really important because that insecurity has to get cleaned up internally with you your own personal belief in your competencies and capabilities. It can't be fixed by focusing on that external judgment, right? Because it's obvi- it's oftentimes not real. And no matter what feedback you get from your boss who may say, I think you're really competent and capable, your brain will have find a way to dismiss it because it's coming so strongly from internally from you. And so what people will do is they'll take that feedback, they'll feel better for two or three days, And then their brain starts being like, no, they actually don't think it. And here's why they don't think it. Or they thought I was capable before, but now they're about to find out that I'm not capable. Because it has to come from your own self-belief. So let's do a quick recap. The fear of judgment in the workplace is common. It's human. And because you're in a place where you're, you're formally being evaluated on your performance, it gets very heightened, right? So the solution is not to not care about what people think or to care what everyone thinks. The solution is to build your resilience on being able to handle and deal with the fact that you signed up for 
a job, which means you are in a space where people will evaluate you based on your performance, your skills, your values, your contributions. This is part of the job. It's not an issue. You can handle this. And we have to get you understanding that you can handle this and taking control over what is it that I'm actually being evaluated on, whose opinions matter, whose evaluations matter, whose thoughts about me matter. And getting very clear on that. So you're focusing on that and feeling like you have control over that. And then we want to make sure that you have a good sense of where your own deep insecurities are, where your biggest fears are in terms of the judgments that you're afraid people are going to make of you. And we want you to own those, to take those back as yours to work through instead of leaving those out externally as the opinions of other people that you have to solve for. Those are yours, and we're going to give them back to you so that you can process through and connect back to your own capabilities or competencies or whatever those fears are. Okay, that was a good one for today. Listen, y'all, I just finished up with a client. She is 55 years old. She told me that this is the best she has ever felt in her career. She feels more competent and capable than she ever has. And she's so excited because she said, I just feel like I can do literally whatever I want. I can take whatever job I want. I can move in whatever direction I want. She's been carrying these mindset issues around with her for so many years. So I encourage you, if you are someone who is carrying this around and you can feel that it is getting in your way, do not wait until the last 10 years of your career, the last five years of your career. Hop over AaronMFoley.com check out my coaching, hop on a consultation call with me. I love getting people out of this. I love watching them connect to themselves and their competencies and their capabilities. And I love seeing them have control over their career and what they want for it. All right. I'll be back with more great info for you next week. In the meantime, have a great week.